Well, good morning and welcome to worship today on this beautiful December 26th. Today we're worshiping from home because as a gift to all of the volunteers who faithfully put in tons of time to make worship possible each week, we've given them the day off. And so we know that you will enjoy this service, so I'd encourage you to sing along, join in, and worship the one who came on this Christmas for you and for me. Join the band with us as we sing together. Glory to God in the highest, peace to his people on earth. Almighty God the Father, the heavenly King. Glory to God in the highest, peace to his people on earth. Almighty God the Father, the heavenly Oh, you 
Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sound. sin and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as, far as the curse is found. the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders wonders of his love and wonders as I pray. We give thanks to you, God, for the body of a tiny baby, life and breath in a tiny ribcage. Emmanuel, God with us, a promise of salvation. We give thanks for loving parents, for the light of a star, for the radiance of angels, for the running feet of shepherds, for all the joy of that first Christmas. We thank you for today, that you have given us our bodies, given us life and breath this Christmas, that we are here now gathered with these people, joined in one accord in prayer to you. Let the light of Jesus shine in our hearts as we come together for worship. In Jesus' name, amen. Like shadows Our God is so 
So let me begin by wishing you a Merry Christmas again. And I trust your Christmas has in fact been merry, it's been enjoyable, you've been able to gather with friends and family, and you've eaten good food, and maybe even had a good glass of wine, and it looked a bit like this. But I'm also aware that not everybody's Christmas was merry, not everybody's Christmas in fact looked like that. Perhaps yours looked a bit more like this. And for some people, Christmas has been um, lonely. They've felt isolated, cut off from friends and family. Uh, they've been struggling with um, sadness, depression perhaps, some of their own mental health struggles. Um, I'm fully aware that, that they may not have been able to meet with people, either because it's difficult to meet with people during this part of the pandemic, or the people they would have loved to see simply couldn't travel to see them. We're surrounded by Hallmark images, right? We've got Hallmark cards, Hallmark movies, whoever watches those, Hallmark this, Hallmark that. But it turns out that not everybody gets a Hallmark moment at Christmas. It turns out that the magic of Christmas does not eradicate the messiness of life. Well, wherever you find yourself, I'd like you to hear the Christmas story as John tells it. And in the Gospel of John, what John does is he begins with this cosmic perspective. He dials it all the way back to the creation, the beginning of time. And then in a very short few verses, he lasers down and invites us to remember that the God of the universe entered human history. So I invite you to hear this text wherever you might find yourself. Hear these good words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, yet, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. In these very short few verses, John introduces all of the major themes that he's going to explore in his gospel. Themes like life and light and glory and grace and truth. And he's just going to unpack that as we continue reading through the gospel of John. And we will do that. We're going to explore the gospel of John over the next, um, I'm going to guess, probably several years, actually, as we take sort of 
forays into this gospel, a few weeks here, a few weeks there, and we're going to do a deep dive into who it is that Jesus is and all of these themes that John wants us to be attentive to. Uh, but for now, this morning, I just want to zero in on one, one theme. So John takes this cosmic perspective and reminds us that Jesus, the Word, is God. And then very quickly, he dials it right down or lases it right in and says, the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And then says that he made his dwelling full of grace and truth. I love actually how Eugene Peterson uh, translates or paraphrases this verse in the message, verse 14. And he writes, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Can you just imagine? If I were to paraphrase Eugene Peterson's paraphrase, I would say the word became flesh and blood and moved into your neighborhood. Jesus moved onto your street Jesus moved into your life, into the messiness of the life that we're currently living. Jesus moved in. Can you imagine? This is remarkable news, friends. And the fact that Jesus moved in with grace and truth. Think about it for a moment. Jesus enters your loneliness. Jesus enters your isolation. Jesus enters your mental health struggles. Jesus enters your struggle with addiction. Jesus enters your relational fractures. Jesus enters the messiness of what's happening in your life, in your world, on your street. Jesus moves into that neighborhood full of grace and truth. This is profound. And I wonder for a moment what it would be like for you to really embrace that truth. What would that feel like? What would that seem like to you? That Jesus actually enters in. That the house across the street, you know, the one with the brown door, Jesus has just moved into that house. Or we could even go one step further. What about Jesus has moved into your guest room and become your roommate, not just your neighbor? That's what John is trying to, or inviting us to, to imagine. And I invite you to imagine, what would it be like what would it feel like for Jesus really to move in next door? Well, if you're all like my wife, Sherilyn, you would cross over the street, knock on the door, and introduce yourself. You'd say hi, and you'd say a little bit about yourself, and then you'd sort of step back, and then you'd invite them to say a little bit about themselves, and you'd get to know each other. And hopefully that would be the beginning of an ongoing relationship, which is actually precisely what I'm inviting you to do this Christmas season. Today or in the next few days, take a few moments to say hi to Jesus. Tell him about your life. Tell him about your joys and your struggles and your disappointments and whether your Christmas was merry or whether it was sad and lonely. But just tell him a little bit about what's going on and then step back and let Jesus say a few things about himself to you. What is it that Jesus would like to say? Maybe it's words right out of Scripture. Maybe it's words that the, that the Spirit will impress upon you. I'm not sure. But I invite you over the next couple days to take some time to get to know your new neighbor or your new roommate, the one who has moved into your neighborhood, the one who desires to live life alongside of you, messy though it is.
So friends, hear this invitation. It's remarkable that the God of the universe became flesh and blood and moved into our neighborhood. I leave it with you for now. I hope that in the next few days or what um, we sometimes call the 12 days of Christmas, you will experience peace or what the Bible refers to as shalom. Let me leave you with these words uh, from a different letter from John, where he says, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. Amen.